<laughs> Welcome everyone to episode number 38 of the Keep Up Podcast. 38. 38. That's your age. It's not. I'm going to keep saying it until <laughs> we know, It's an age joke every time. <laughs> and for some reason, I always think you're saying something that's legitimate, and then <laughs> it's not. No. I mean, it used to be dates like, uh, you know, my birthday, your birthday. Your birthday was the first one. Or the Keep Up Eve. Yes. Keep Up Miss Eve. Mm-hmm. That was what was that? Was that the 24th or the 14th? I mean, it. Uh, no, it must have been the 24th. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen. Oh, the 14th is still the best one. <sighs> Ode to chicks. Ode to to chicks. What a classic. (laughs) We'll have to bring that back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll do a compilation episode. Yeah. I don't want to go through all those. I will. Because I don't remember a single thing we talked about. Really? I could talk about the same thing for a month. Yes. Months. For a month. For like a month. For a single month. Yes. Multiple singular months. What do you think is the, the... How do I word this? Who do you think is the farthest person you know? I have, I have no idea <laughs> now, what that means. Now, let me tell you. Geographically speaking? No. Like, I know my friend's cousin's wife, for instance. That's not the farthest I know. So furthest removed from you relationally? Yes. Uh, well, how deep can you go with this? That's that, the real question. That question doesn't even make sense. Cause like, <laughs> well, because all of our friends are, like, far removed from us. So you're saying, like, your brother's friend... But do you know, like, my friend's cousin's wife? Um, do I know? Let's see. I know. Are you, like, friends with her? Like, how, what makes it, well, how does it count? What makes it count? I mean, this is just hypothetical. I, I think I know one of my friend's wives. Well, I mean, fiance. Like, I know my, my friend's sister's husband's mm-hmm. mom. Oh, wait. Friend's sister's husband's mom. That's pretty deep. Yeah. So it's a different mom from the... But technically, they're friends of ours. (laughs) Oh, so you're saying it's closer because you're friends. But, I mean, I think that counts because that's farther down the line. How'd you meet the mother? Uh, Through the friend? Through my friend's sister's husband. Okay, so (laughs) I would say that's farther down the line. Yeah. So do you... Where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. I was just thinking about it earlier. I was like, what's the farthest person I know? The farthest person. Yeah, well, because I knew it would be a confusing question, but I also thought it'd be fun. Yeah, I guess it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's the farthest? I think, honestly, my brain's kind of freaking out at this question. It's it's hard to think. It's just like trying to figure out, like... I'm pretty sure there's a huge hole in here somewhere. What do you mean? In this, in this question, like... Aren't there holes in everything? It just falls apart somewhere, because even, like, our friends are not related to us at all, so... Mm-hmm. But maybe you're right. Maybe there's something here. There's like something just deep. So do you know that mother's husband? I've met him. Okay. Do you know his? So if I, if you wanted me to put that <laughs> into weird terms, I know my friend's sister's husband's mom's husband. And then do you know his parents? No, I think. Does he have brothers dead. or sisters? Who? Which one? The husband. <laughs> the. Ye- yeah, I've never met a I've met a sister once. So you met a sister. So now you know. <laughs> I know my my <laughs> friends, sisters, husbands, mothers, husbands, daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know the daughter. All that means is I know my friend's sister. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what it led to. I was like, wait, the daughter? <laughs> yeah, because at some point, eventually, you are gonna hit 
Like there's no there's no point you can go any further. Like like the daughters didn't get married or they don't have sisters. Oh, I see what you're saying. So I'm just curious, how far can you make it go? So how about this? How complicated can you make your relationship with like Simi, like your niece? She's my niece. How complicated <laughs> can you describe that? Like you know your brother's your you could say you know your mom's son's wife's daughter. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's so complicated. Your mom's son or you could even go deeper and say your grandmother's daughter's son's <laughs> wife's daughter. <laughs> that's too much. So now we're just complicating the Yeah, the, like this, this I want to tell everybody how I know people that way. That way? <laughs> From now on, that's the only way. Like, like, hey, who's this little girl to you? Well, you know, it's my grandmother's daughter. I'm going to start introducing Rachel to people as my brother's mother's daughter-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody will refute it. It'd be a like, good conversation oh. starter, you know? It would be interesting to see how long it takes people to figure out what that means. They're like, wait a minute. Oh, just your wife. That's okay. interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to write out a like uh, some word problems and see if Who, you can crack them. Like you would have to get pretty complicated. Like with Rachel it, is Brett's brother's mother's daughter-in-law. What's Rachel's relationship to Brett? The key word there was daughter-in-law because then you figure out who she is figure related that and that would mean, but wife. wait, could you even figure that out without all the information? Cause that doesn't necessarily mean she's married to me, but she is Brett's brothers. Right. That could also mean that it's, a different brother's wife. Right. Or a different wife's sister's wife. <laughs> Man, this got so mathematical. I, I mean, you know, math is <sighs> thumb. Well. <laughs> <coughs> wow. Yeah. You know? Sometimes we have a conversation and I'm like, I can't wait to listen back to that and mm-hmm. see what that sounds like. It's probably <laughs> awful. <laughs> I bet it was better than what I'm about to bring us to in Reflections. Oh, yeah. To reflect. Ah. Ah. Okay, so <laughs> I think I found the most boring six minutes of any Keep Up podcast ever. <laughs> what did we talk about that's boring? <laughs> um, I kind of blame myself and... well, okay, you can blame me too. There's, there doesn't really need to be blame set. It's just mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time thinking. And last week's episode, you posed the question, what do you think is the most watched thing, the most viewed thing in existence. There must like, be a better way to word that question. I can't figure it out. What is the most viewed... I See, I want to say event, but that makes me think, you know, like events, like, Yeah, like a movie. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Like a news event or right, something. Right, right. It was like, what's the most... Watched thing ever. The ever. most watched <laughs> movie or TV show. Yeah. I, but then is it show or episode? I don't know. The question was, <laughs> what do you... Basically, what, what movie do you think the most people in the world have ever seen? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean, it could be TV show, too. Right. for six minutes we are like trying to figure it out and there's probably if you added it up like two and a half minutes of us going uh uh yeah Mm Like, <laughs> just, and then... I think that's entertaining. <laughs> it might be to some people. I just, I was listening to it, and I was like, oh! <laughs> just pick something. Ugh. And, like, yeah, like, I said a couple things, and then I mentioned something different, and mm-hmm. then maybe, I mean, I hope it was interesting for everyone else, but I was just listening to it. Like, I am so bored right now. <laughs> I actually almost posted that conversation to Facebook today. 
just the whole thing. Because I did thought, you not find it boring? I I didn't. Maybe because I think the question's interesting. And it's see the question. That's that's the thing. I think the question is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it was how just, we handled it wasn't interesting. At least, like at least I'll speak for myself mm-hmm. that. And I remember too specifically feeling like I zoned out for way too long, like thinking about it because mm-hmm. we kind of we got to be on our toes here. We're, we're, we got a show. We got a show to do. Yeah. I can't just blank out for a minute now. You're allowed to, though. Yeah, I guess. We it's talk my, for a very show. long time. Do what I want. We do what most people can't do mm-hmm. once. So, the good news is, mm-hmm. if I think I found the most boring six minutes in Keep Up History, mm-hmm. and you found it enjoyable, the show must be okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how all things are. People don't care about games, but they love movies. That's what I'm saying. Never heard of such a thing. I know. People are crazy. Strange. Talking to you, Todd. Todd now. Todd now. Um, that's all I had in reflections. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything in reflections? No, dude, I'm perfect. Every episode. I know. I'm not saying it's not necessarily an imperfection. <laughs> no, I, I guess it is. I, I guess reflect it is. before. Reflected before. You have reflected. Yes. Yeah. You know it was a great conversation? What? The one about how we're computers and deja vu. I forgot. What was that conversation about? The Deja Vu one? Yeah. You got to go back and listen. Was that last podcast? Yeah. I thought there was one where we talked about computer. No, we were clones. That was, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. That's the yeah. one that I was thinking of. But the Deja Vu one, yeah, where wow. you got wicked deep with your friend. We should see if we can make like a sci-fi compilation of the keep up conversations. <laughs> oh my God. That would be so, Cause I'm pretty sure we talk about us being clones or like robots or like technology taking over the world <laughs> pretty frequently. We, yeah. We, there's, I think there's a <laughs> lot of compilations cause we're so diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Brett. Thanks. Wait, did you have technology stuff today? Yes, I did. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Technology. What do you have? <laughs> so, I know technology, that's a rare thing that never comes I around. I know, we've only used it a couple times, and I made that sweet transition that mm-hmm. you just heard. Unless you're watching the video. Then you just get a cut. Dude, just put the transitions <laughs> in. Send them to me. All right, well. Oh. I need them. But I need a visual. My bad. <laughs> I'll own that one. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't even have <laughs> I tried once, I think, a long time ago. in the but same house. I know. All right. So technology. Yeah, yeah, let's so technology. today, September seventh, mm. you, you won't be hearing it on the seventh, but right. um, there were two big events that happened in the technology realm. Ooh. There was a big April, 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 <laughs> April Levine, April. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> if I got struck by lightning right now, I'd be, you know, it'd probably be okay. That's beautiful. That was quick. That, that was a good one. That was a great. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say it right uh, now. So there was uh, a banana conference. <laughs> <laughs> Can we start a technology company called Banana? There must be one. No, there's not. Just one to mock Apple. Yeah. So it already exists, I think. It has to. Crapple. Pear. I actually really like Apple products. Yeah, me too. So you can send sponsor them. us, Apple. Send them to the Keep Up at USA. <laughs> I will send everything to the Keep Up at USA. Um, so there were two big conferences, yep. one from Apple. Nice. And one from uh, Sony, mostly PlayStation. Okay. Um, so the PlayStation one's going on right now as we record this, so I can't really say much, other than they announced a new PS4. Oh. The, the PS4, 
I already forgot the name. It was originally called Neo. That's what the oh right the specs um, name for it was or whatever. Isn't it like Plus or something? Uh, I see. I just read it a minute ago. I could probably pull it up. I'm I'll do it. Easy. I'll do it. Um, so yeah, they announced the new PlayStation, which we knew was coming. They also announced the PS4 Slim, which will be just like the Xbox One S, which is a cheaper model. Okay. A uh, smaller model probably will come with a bigger hard drive and stuff. Um, but what's cool about the new PlayStation is it's going to be able to do 4K and Ultra HD uh, video output. Okay, um, that's awesome. Which is yeah, and uh, it'll also be big for VR. You know, um, uh, it'll yes. be able to. Everything is ramping up towards that. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be able. I mean, the PlayStation now can do it. Uh, the current PlayStation, but Pro, Pro, that's what it was Pro. called. Called. Um, so that's kind of cool. I want to get it, but I don't want to spend the money. On See, a whole uh, right, new and this is the difference between us: is you always already have the console. <laughs> always already. have You know it. what I mean? Like right, whenever, because. Right. This is the thing now. It, it used to be they they would just put out the N64. Yeah. And that would be the system. There would never be like a, no upgrades. a new one. Right. Like, I mean, they'd add stuff to the system. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was like controller packs. They would mm-hmm. add stuff to the controllers and whatnot. Um, and then even up through, was PS2 probably the first time they put out a slim console? Yeah. Xbox didn't do it. Right. Um, Xbox didn't even do it. Yeah, and, and then after that, they d- that's when they started with like. I'm thinking, possibly PS One came out. There's with a like smaller a, version, a smaller one, or the screen, but that's just an addition. The screen one, right? Yeah, um, you need the con- like the regular console. Man, I thought there was a smaller PlayStation, but there yeah. is a smaller PS One. Yeah, but I just didn't know if that came out like post that generation. Mm-hmm. It probably came out during, I guess. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's like the size of a disc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that to say that you always you typically get the consoles when they come out. Mm-hmm. I'm always a late bloomer. Like I just got my Xbox One this year, mm-hmm. and um, see that's I'm jealous of that though because now yeah. you get to you don't have to wait on any of the games. You'll get them a lot cheaper. Like you get to catch yeah, up. There is that catch. You know you get to catch up. But I uh, but you're caught up. That's you played that's, so that's many the benefit games. Is that I get to play them as yeah. they come out. But. You know, there's pros and cons either way. Totally. But you now have the conundrum, are you going to buy this new system? Mm -hmm. And if so, because you have another thing, you don't typically get rid of your consoles. No. No, I like to keep them. And if if I were to upgrade, uh, GameStop always has this thing where you trade in your older console and you get like 250 bucks towards a new one. Would you do that for this? Are you considering that? PS4 is tough because PT is on my PS4 and you can't get it again. Ooh. So that's one of the big things. Like, it's still attached to my profile, but I don't think it's even on the store where it lets you download it again. Interesting. Plus, I'd have to transfer everything. I was going to ask about that, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing with, like, if you're going to sell a 360, maybe even a 1, mm-hmm. um, you have to transfer your whole hard drive. Cause Xbox One's pretty easy, because it all saves to the cloud. Oh, right, so you so just you, re-download right, stuff. Right, and every time okay. you pop in a game, it'll automatically get the... The information, from right? The that's cloud. how I play pretty much everything. Um, right but now, the so. games you'll have to re-download every single one, and that takes a while. Same deal with the PlayStation. Their saves, I don't think, saved to cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody else I know has a PS4 that I've brought my uh, my name on to yeah. you know, share the saves. Yeah. So I don't know how that works. But if I'm going to get rid of my first console to get the second console, yeah, how do I transfer? If I must have to save it to a flash drive or. There must be a way to do it. There's oh, no I'm way. sure. Yeah. There's no way you can just... Or they'll come out with something like, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. There's got to be want. something in place there because um, I mean, what I was getting at is that this is always 
par for the course now. They're going to put out an upgrade to this console. Not a whole new console necessarily, mm -hmm. but there's going to be an upgrade at some point. And um, yeah, I, I've been dying to get a, a PS3 and mm -hmm. a PS4. Mm -hmm. uh, like I'll take anything at this point. Um, but now I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I should get the newer one. But I don't know. We'll the see. Slim's we'll see. probably good for you because it'll be the cheaper console. It'll be a smaller console. Um, and that's it. Just yeah. cheaper and smaller. And it's, I mean, it's still PS4. It's the same thing right. that I have in my room. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just different. So those were both announced today, the Slim and the Pro? So far. Yeah. Today's the, the big event. Um, there's, I'm assuming there's going to be a bunch of VR stuff announced, like new games or oh, yeah. cool stuff. But um, other than that, that's all I heard from PlayStation. Cool. And when do those come out? Um, Neo, sh or whatever it's Pro. called. Pro. Yeah. That should be coming out this year, I think okay. they said. Um, uh, right before the holidays. Mm -hmm. And I think the Slim's coming out too, so yeah. uh, both this year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other event, the Apple one, they yeah. announced... Uh, what are they up to? I, I didn't see the whole event, but it finished. Uh, I know they announced the new iPhone, iPhone 7, 7S. I know nothing about it because I didn't look into it yet. Yeah. Um, they also announced their um, current Nintendo projects that they're working on. Because, uh, you know, Nintendo... Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yet Last year, the year before, Nintendo announced that they are working a lot of um, iOS games and, like, just mobile games. I saw doing that a whole Mario time. one today. Yes. They announced uh, Super Mario Run. Let me see. Super Mario Run. Yeah. Just like any other running game, you know, you just... The screen slides and you have to run and tap and do all that stuff yep. with Mario. Looks awesome. Yeah. Looks, and I think... Because Mario's on it, if it costs money, I'm probably going to spend money on mm -hmm. it. I think just Nintendo... just just looking at it. I'll find out right now. Yeah. They, I mean, it looks totally just like any other running game and with the Nintendo twist, you know? Is it just Super Mario? Like, is it the original Mario It is um, New Super Mario Bros. Oh, is it already out? I, it pops up right there. Oh, you know what it is? You can they can notify you. Oh, when, when it comes it's available. out. Okay. Yeah. So you just go to the app store and you see it right there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it's new Super Mario Bros. graphics, um, and you just oh, run, dang. jump. Yeah, that looks pretty dope. Yeah, I'm gonna most certainly get that. Okay. But it just goes to show the power of Nintendo. Like, I'm not a big fan of runners, or I've played one. Uh, you play one, you play them all. You know. Totally. Yeah. So, but because this is Mario and Nintendo, and I'm just they built sold. something, man. Mm -hmm. Like you can't uh, you can't deny the power of it. It's mm -hmm. like because I saw it and I was like, ooh, what's this, Mario? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that uh, Mario will go down in history as the weirdest franchise ever. It's the weirdest. Like franchise. just conceptually, you what think the heck more is weird happening? than Sonic though? Sonic's weird, but because I mean, and to clarify, we're talking about the fact that a franchise was built on a blue hedgehog that, for some reason, is super fast and, and eats, wears shoes and wears shoes <laughs> and eats chili dogs. And Although rings, I don't know, like the rings. I guess yeah, that's all weird. But the animal thing is a little more regularly done. Like you just create a cartoon character, you give them some some certain. Uh, like characteristics. In mm -hmm. this case, it's like super speed. Why is he a blue hedgehog? I don't know. But like Mario's like a, a short, chubby Italian plumber mm -hmm. that fights turtles. And I think that makes much more sense because he goes into, well, he does go into the pipes, but I'm what are thinking, the turtles doing there? Uh, turtles are aquatic. So they're just stuck in the pipes and he has to go and take care true. of them. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking original Mario Bros where, you know, it's like the, the platforms and you can sure. do Mario or Luigi. That yeah, one like, makes more sense. Clearly, it's else. evolved over time. And right. now you just have a plumber in space for right. whatever exactly. reason. <laughs> <laughs> but like, mm -hmm. God, I love Mario Galaxy. 
so Mario good. Galaxy's good. I don't like the Wiimote too much in it, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd always man. prefer a normal controller. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love that you game. You ever play Mario Galaxy 2? I did not. That one's pretty solid. Dude, I loved Galaxy so mm-hmm. much. I have very fond memories of that game. Yeah, you can get them both on the Wii U. Mm. Mm. I got to play that. Yeah? Yeah. You still haven't turned it on once. One time I did, actually. To do the update. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's all set to go. Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing Xbox. Sure. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, they announced that. And then the other thing, which is pretty big, is they announced the Apple Watch 2. Okay. And it's going to have Pokemon Go support. Oh, God. That's uh. that's huge. Now, here's the thing, though. Have you been playing Pokemon Go at nope. all? Me dead. neither. <laughs> I haven't opened it at all. Mm-hmm. That's and a lie. I've opened it twice recently, but I was like, meh. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I think the effect of mobile games there. Yeah. I any big one. They had a Fallout Shelter come out mm-hmm. um, when Fallout Four was announced, and that was awesome. And everybody played it. Died down like two weeks later. No yeah. one touched it. And I think that's the thing. They're just made as time wasters and just like. Yeah. You know, you can beat them relatively quick, or they never end, and you just keep playing it every day until you're bored. I find that like I just don't go to a lot of new areas in my regular schedule Mm -hmm. so and then when i'm somewhere that i'm not usually i don't really think about it Mm -hmm. if it was in the first couple weeks it was out i totally would have because it took it out all the time but i've kind of like hit a point where my next level up is like so much xp Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. and you're um, not getting anything new there's nothing new yeah Mm -hmm. like so i've kind of kind of lost interest a little bit i mean i still have it on my phone and Mm -hmm. i'll i'll pop it up every now and then but uh having it on the watch is probably going to be that might uh, incite some new interest again mm-hmm. just to have it right there. Yeah, because so. um, I don't know if it's going to have alerts like it'll say this Pokemon's in the yeah, area, you know? That would be smart. They're updating it by the time the watch comes out. Right. So, um, I don't know. I just think that's very big. And I wonder yeah. what that means for the other thing that's coming out, the, um, you know, the Pokeball attachment oh, yeah. thing. I wonder if that's going to, like, destroy that and make it not... Yeah, because you're not going to wear both. Yeah. Right? I mean... I mean, it'll be a big difference between people who have Apple Watches and people who can afford Oh, that. right. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, but also with the Apple Watch, compared to that is, you know, with the little device, all you have to do is press a button or whatever, and it'll open it on your phone, as opposed to having the Apple Watch, where you won't have to pull out your phone to do it. You right. have it on your you watch. You just have it on so. your watch. So kind of big, Interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. So is that also a Nintendo thing? Yes. I mean, it's... I mean, it's how Pokemon much is, Company. Yeah, the Pokemon but, Company. But it's under Nintendo. Nintendo they are still? Pokemon. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not upset to see Apple and Nintendo working together. No, not at all. Man, that's some big scale. I like... I really like seeing all these companies, like, doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. There's something about... Like, I think that's super important in... I mean, just in life, but, mm-hmm. like, in business ventures and different things like that. I think that's, like, you get the coolest stuff out of that. Like... Disney and Marvel was weird, but I'm real happy about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we don't have many crossovers between Disney and Marvel. Um, there was Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, they did that. I guess like actual crossovers, but just seeing them like work together. Mm-hmm. As far as I mean, I mean Disney's got all the power, and they could just so push Marvel and Marvel. Do. Yeah, and Marvel was already killing it, and yeah. then to get picked up by like you know both companies know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So for them to and same thing Apple and Nintendo are doing fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. But for them to come together is just like this giant now that's like what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean they saw you saw the power of uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah. So I mean from there like yeah. anything's possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Run. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet technology update too. Yeah, I dig it. Um now shall we move into television? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Television. 
All right, here we are in television. Uh huh. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started revisiting an old classic. Oh, what is this classic? I haven't watched it in probably 15 years-ish. It's been out for that long? Oh, yeah. Uh, 96? It's funny, because I already know what it is, but, <laughs> you know, why would I say that if I didn't know what it was? Right. But it came out in 96? Yeah, so that's 20 years ago. So it's probably been about... Wait, no, 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 no. Maybe it was... I might be getting my dates mixed up. Right. Well, um, I uh, started watching Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I had to see if you were a vampire. I am not. Okay, good. Paul Rubens is. Who? Paul Rubens. Is that... Uh, you got it. Uh, you got it. M- not Mr. Bean. Nope. The uh, the other guy mm-hmm. who's Pee-wee. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Well done. Yes. Also a vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie. Oh, did you watch a movie before you watched the I did series? not because I could not find it. Yeah, that one's pretty hard to find, actually. Yeah, I couldn't find it, and that was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find the premiere date, <sighs> which I should have had. I, I could have sworn it was 96, but... I mean, you could be right. I could be. Wikipedia should pull it up right away. Yeah, I know. I'm just taking my time getting to the link. That's all. Taking his time getting the wink, you know? Just taking my time. It's so hard to find. 97. 97. <sighs> I was so close. So it's um, 19 years old. Uh, it is 19 years old. So 97. I probably watched it. Yeah, I was, it's, probably, it's been a lot of years. It's been mm-hmm. definitely well over 10 years since I all watched right. it. Um. So I was excited because mm-hmm. we were looking on Netflix. We kind of wanted to watch something. And I was like, let's check out Buffy. Rachel's never seen Buffy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have any like real like interest in watching it necessarily. But mm-hmm. I was like, I loved it when I was younger. It has a cult following. I still love Joss Whedon. I remember some of the show. But realistically, when I started it, I was like, I don't remember a lot of the specifics. But... I'm super excited that we're watching it. We're uh, four episodes in. Nice. Season one. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking 90s. Oh, my God, yes. Like, unbelievably. Have you watched it any time recently? I've watched... Uh, I tried to watch it a little while ago, like, last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it wasn't bad or anything. I just never, like, sat down and watched it. Because it's a commitment. There's a lot of episodes. There's a lot of episodes. It's, uh, it's seven. Seven, Seven yeah. full seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think seasons eight and nine came out in comic book form, mm-hmm. written by Joss Whedon. And um, so to answer your question, I watched the first three episodes, I okay. think. Yep. So... Um, it's, you know, it feels dated. It feels mm-hmm. like it's from its time. It's not bad, though. I It's not like, there's a couple goofy moments, but mm-hmm. that's, uh, it's it's Joss, I definitely see Joss Whedon's humor in it, and it's cool watching that and being like, man, this is the guy that made Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's just, it's, it's just, it's really good. There's so many awesome elements about it. One thing that I had not even realized, I don't know if I ever knew this, was that it starts right off the tail end of the movie. So, oh, like, the okay. movie ends, and the beginning of the series is Buffy in her new school after right, she, she got... Right, she has to move. Yeah, after she got kicked out of her old school for, quote-unquote, burning down the gym, mm-hmm. uh, which, spoiler alert, is full of vampires. Um, <laughs> I've actually never seen the original movie. Really? You should watch it. It's mm-hmm. really great. It really sets the tone for the show. Um, uh, you know, a couple notable things about, like, it's the first season... Um, uh, I don't know if notable is the word, but like the action scenes are not good and like the uh, the cheesy music and stuff like that. But it's it's just all 90s stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 all forgivable. Um, 
it's not like watching Power Rangers or something like that. So, and it's season one, and mm-hmm. I have friends who love Buffy that are like, I can't stand the first season because it just yeah. Like, I mean, we've talked about it before. A lot of shows, their first season, yeah. a little rough because they're just getting the feel for it, yeah. to see what it's like. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's funny seeing um, like Allison Hannigan, um, who a lot of people know from How I Met Your Mother. I only ever knew her as Willow from Buffy. Um, oh, okay. Because she's like... She's in American Pie, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, American Pie. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing her in that and being like, Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are you here? You're better than this. I like you better as Willow. <laughs> um, and then uh, I don't remember the dude's name who plays Xander, but um, he is like the Chandler of Buffy. Um, he's basically Chandler from Friends <laughs> in Buffy. Super uh, sarcastic. And super sarcastic. And honestly, they just kind of remind me of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... You need to find some clips or something because... <laughs> I'm seriously watching it like this dude was totally like when did Friends come out? I don't know if it was like <laughs> around the same time. Maybe that's just nineties humor. Uh, yeah, I think it definitely has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it's funny, man, like watching the conversation and like fast, quippy humor and stuff like that that feels like Joss Whedon's style. Mm-hmm. Um and uh uh, yeah, I'm, uh, that's basically it because we're only a few episodes in. But mm-hmm. there was one episode that I we were watching. I think it was like episode three that involves a, a witch. And she's casting these spells. And I remembered it because as a kid, it freaked me out. I remember the witch looking pretty creepy. Um, there's Well, in this particular episode, there's not actually... There's a scene where you don't really see her and they allude to her being a witch. Does she fight in a clock tower at the end? Of the episode? No, not this one. Okay. But I think there is an episode like that later on. Okay. I'll keep okay. you posted. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, there's uh, she's casting spells, um, and one of the girls uh, loses her eyesight. So she just turns around at one point, and her eyes are all white. There's oh. no, no pupil or anything. And I was like, ooh, I remember that freaking me out as a kid. Mm-hmm. But then the one that was even worse, and I don't know why, is they're all in science class, and... Um, the girl turns around and her mouth is completely fleshed over. Ooh, so she can't speak or breathe. Creepy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I remember this one. Cause as a kid, I was like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> like, this is so scary I to me. I am done with Buffy. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer stars Sarah Michelle Gellar. And she is the chosen slayer for this generation. It's always a girl who is chosen to defeat the vampire uprising. It's not me anymore. And she's in high school. She's 16. And uh, it's a really funny thing. Like, I just, I love the whole concept. It's just so, like, it's funny and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's cool. And Joss Whedon has always been writing really strong female characters Mm -hmm. for so long now. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I think all, there's so much talk about that nowadays about um, the strong female character, whether we have enough of them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this and I'm like, this was in the mid nineties. And like Whedon was like, she, it's very clear in the show too, like that they, they make a point to make the guy Xander Mm -hmm. feel like inadequate sometimes because Buffy is so awesome. Right. And she like really doesn't need his help mm-hmm. um, in a lot of cases, but he tries so hard. And I don't know. I just really like, uh, I really like revisiting this so far and I'm sure it's only going to get better mm-hmm. because I have multiple seasons to look forward to. I did forget that they are, uh, they were an hour long mm-hmm. um, on TV. So they're, I do forget they were an hour long. I thought they were like a half hour mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, 
So they're like 44 minutes on Netflix. That's always hard to get into a show that has a lot of seasons. That's an hour yeah, long. Yeah, that's because that's what I was thinking. I was like, for some reason, that 15 minute difference is like, it's a lot. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so revisiting Buffy and I'm happy about it thus far. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird going back and seeing like the intro. And I, I mean, I was probably 14 when I watched it, wow. somewhere between 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. It's been forever. Um, but it but holds up, you're saying. I think so. Like, like I said, it, it, it looks its age mm-hmm. You can and its era, its time period for sure. And also it is supposed to have an air of like, um, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, um, um, um. <laughs> an air of horror? Uh, <laughs> well, know. okay, that's the other thing. We've talked a little bit about horror comedy. Mm-hmm. It's such, an, it's such a, a unique genre, but mm-hmm. it's... It always like works. It does work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, this whole show is like, like the whole concept. Just I don't know. Horror comedy is so. It fascinates me that those mm-hmm. thi- those things get put together and they work so well. And I don't know if it's because of the extremity of the two. Mm-hmm. Like horror goes one end of the spectrum. It's like, like disturbing and and unsettling. And then humor is comforting. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know if that's what it is, if they just complement each other in some it weird way. It must be that way. Cause you're, you're right. It is both extremes. And I think you're kind of almost feeling the same feeling when you're afraid as when you laugh, if that makes sense. Like, like if something's really funny and gets you laughing, you like, you open your mouth and you're like, ha ha ha. But then if something's scary, you're like, ah, but you're still, you're doing the same thing. <laughs> I think there's similar feelings. That's an interesting theory, Tim. I think. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's something to it. There's something there to the formula. Um, but I, what I can't think of the word to describe it, but there's supposed to be an element of like silliness because okay. Buffy is like the whole high school drama thing mm-hmm. is very much supposed to be there. It's like watching Clueless, but with horror elements, you mm-hmm. know, but that's what it's supposed to be. So, um, yeah, I was just kind of deciphering that between like, are these moments, is it like cheesy 90s stuff mm-hmm. or is this just what it's supposed to be? And I think a lot of it's just what it's supposed to be. Like, there's You could a lot be of making fun of all the, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the dude who, who made Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. So it's like that is, again, that's a horror comedy. Yep. It's a lot more horror. So maybe it's um, all Joss Whedon who, who does the horror comedy stuff. Well, r- him and Raimi. Are yeah, like, that's true. And um, I bet there are others out there, but. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it happens. It happens. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say a lot. I feel like. There are there are those like horrors that are so bad they're mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. and they're made for like camp, but I'm we're talking about like a different thing, like horror comedy as a genre. Mm-hmm. Not comedy. Not campy horror. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So strange. But uh I feel like Buffy is from an era that there was a lot of like uh incorporating horror in TV shows that I remember from that time, like where X Files came around and then there was a show called Brimstone that only lasted like a season and a half. I don't even remember that. Half yeah. a season, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't even remember I've had trouble finding it and mm-hmm. it might be awful, but the premise of the show was um I think the guy dies and he makes like a deal with the devil or something. Or no, maybe he makes a deal to like he f- has to fight demons and the only way to destroy them is by stabbing them in the eyes. Cause that's like the window to the soul. Mm-hmm. And there are some cool concepts. Like he wakes up every morning with the same amount of money in his pocket as he died with. 
and that's okay. like the only money he ever has. So there's like different things that go on with that. It's a whole heaven and hell thing. Mm-hmm. It was super cool, but there was a lot of like supernatural stuff starting to come out. I feel like in the '90s, like mm-hmm. X Files was so huge, and that's another one that I really want to start. Um, but that's another big commitment. Mm-hmm. Although, did you know, I've heard that in like the later seasons and I didn't keep up with it. I'm sure it's common knowledge to a lot of people, but mm-hmm. then, um, David Duchovny is just gone in a yeah, couple of the seasons. He leaves and, uh, I think he comes back near the end, Yeah, but he gets replaced with this other agent for a while. Yeah. Um, I think it's the guy from Terminator who, Terminator 2, who, okay. who's not Arnold, the other guy in it. Uh, oh, the other, yeah, I think the other, you're... I think you're right. I think it's him that replaces, but I never watched it, so... I've heard those seasons are, like, it gets borderline unwatchable, which is a bummer, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still, like, six solid seasons of it that that are worth watching. Always. But for now, it's Buffy. I'm Mm -hmm. working on that, and I'm going to start Daredevil season two very soon. Oh, thank the Lord. Yeah, I really need to. That's so good. Um, Luke Cage comes out two weeks from now. I know. That's Mm -hmm. why I need to... I really need to crack down and watch Daredevil, because... Maybe three weeks. The end of September, September 30th. Yeah, yeah, three weeks, Mm -hmm. but it's coming up quick. Very Um, quick. But yeah, I'll keep you posted on Buffy. Mm -hmm. uh, What I'm really looking forward to now is I started watching it, and I was like, okay, I'm into this. I'm like, I'm still, I wasn't sure if I was going to start it and be like, ugh. But I was like, nah, this is still wicked fun. And that's the word for it. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm interested to see how in the upcoming seasons, because of its age, how, uh, like, the costumes and the makeup and the um, like action scenes and stuff like that progress and change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I'm already like into the characters in the story and um, it's a fun show. Mm-hmm. So that is what I've been watching. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I just have a quick thing. What? So what is it? <laughs> we Say it quick. About quick. Ninja- Hurry. Uh, okay. I thought you were going to interrupt me that time. So I just made I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Quick. Terrible. Um, so I watch. What'd you watch? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the TV series, the new one, the animated one. And uh, I just watched one episode the other day, the one where there is, there's a bug, the like, the Swamp Slasher episode, the one where like Leo gets his new voice and all that stuff. Yep. Holy crap. Yep. How did that even pass? I don't know, for, dude. For a kid's show. I like, don't know. That uh, We've talked about it I know numerous times about how the show is very scary um, and it's just, it's cool. But that episode was a complete, like, not even ripoff, but clone of Friday the 13th. Right. Like, he's going around walking with weapons, and, like, he puts on the hockey mask, yep. and it's, I was just like, holy crap. Dude, I don't, I want to shake the hands of the men and women behind this show, because mm-hmm. those moments, like, first of all, those are the type of episodes I'm like, I don't know if my kids should see this episode. Right. Like, those are made for me. Mm-hmm. Like, those, those are made are for us, you know episodes. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, have you seen the alien one? The one with the uh, the bugs? Yes, yes. And it's like very much... Yep, we talked about that. Like, that's crazy. On point. So that mm-hmm. Swamp episode, seriously, I was like, this is freaking like, And it's scary creepy. because like Raph gets turned into one of the, the swamp monsters and he becomes a plant at the, like in halfway through it. So yeah. you think he dies. Yeah. Because he just gets sucked, his energy gets sucked away. I'm like, holy crap. It was so cool. It was a really cool it's really episode. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and a lot of cool things happened in that episode. Like Leo's wicked hurt, but he has to like go through his pain yes. to help oh, the family and everything. Such a good episode. It was just a really cool episode. Yeah. And I didn't see any episodes before, but it's 
you know, they always have that concept where one of them gets destroyed or really hurt, and then they go to the uh, farmhouse, and mm-hmm. that you know, that's the turtle story. But uh, it was just a really good episode. I love that about this series too. Is they take those story elements mm-hmm. and take them further than you would expect them to see. So like with Leo, mm-hmm. like there's literally like, is he gonna die? And it's like you know he won't, but they mm-hmm. take it to that point where you're not really sure yeah. because it's whereas you know a lot of times in a cartoon they just wrap things up real quick mm-hmm. at least back in the day you know mm-hmm. it's like oh by the end of the episode everything's cool uh, so you can just start back up the next episode right. this one it's like tune in next week to find out if the turtles are dead it's like, like oh, you know what okay I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i love about the show so much that there is there's real like investment there mm-hmm. and then each episode has character like that. Like you wouldn't believe like mm-hmm. the, the, the homage they pay to like certain film franchises and mm-hmm. stuff is like, seriously, awesome. how do they get away with that? How were they like, we're going to make a Friday the 13th episode of the Ninja Turtles. I have no idea. Like everything about it, the music, the, yeah. the villain, it's just Don't spot they do on. like it's a little a, breathy sound like that? Yeah, yeah, <sighs> for sure. Do. And they do like, uh, I heard it for sure, violin, where it's like awful, oh, awful yeah. violin, like string sounds. It's just <sighs> I want to rewatch that one. It was a good one. It was really good. It's so great. Um, but yeah, I don't know how they got it passed because it's, it's a horror movie. Hands down mm-hmm. a horror movie just condensed in an episode. There is another one. They're at the farmhouse now, that one that yeah, you watched? Yeah, I mean, it was just on TV, like, okay. I just woke up. So. There is another one mm-hmm. um, involving April's mother, and it is legitimately a scary episode. Like, the the creature design and the the progression of the episode mm-hmm. is freaky. It's like a horror movie. That's good. So I like to hear that. You need to watch that one, too. I'll find, mm-hmm. I have them all, except there's a, a recent one that came out that I don't have yet, so... Shame. I'm slacking, but... And, oh, my gosh, dude, the last season finale that I saw, mm-hmm. like, Good? shook me up. Really? Dude, I, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I freaking love that show. <laughs> it's so well done. It is really it's well, so well done. It's so well done. I don't know how anyone could still be like... Because there are people who are like, oh, I don't like the animation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, da-da-da-da-da. You shut your mouth, you go watch all of it. Yep. Watch it all. All. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> You're very excited about that. I love this show <laughs> so much. And when someone else sees one of those episodes, I'm like, I just want to talk about it. Yep. It's so great. Mm-hmm. So great. Um, so speaking of movies. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Ooh, ooh, let's go to the movies. We're here in movies. Here we are in movies. Catch your popcorn here. Butter on it. Lots of sauce. Butter on it. Lots of sauce. What kind of sauce do you put on your popcorn? Cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese sauce on your popcorn. So I watched a movie. Cool. What was it? A scary movie. Oh, I wanted to go. You shut up. No, because you had responsibility. Responsibility. What'd you see? Don't breathe. Oh! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Tell me about this movie. Holy freaking crap. Whoa, mouth. I know. Sorry, kids. Oh, we have to talk about YouTube stuff. We'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Um, anyways, the, the, the language is what made me think about it. Anyways, don't breathe. Right. This movie. Mm, 
Mm. Tasty like a spicy meatball. Excellent. It tasted like an ice. I like an ice. It tasted like I got that extra parmesan. We haven't even talked since in the past two minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie um, from the director of the new Evil Dead. Okay. The new one that just came out. Um, and it's just, it's spectacular. Mm. It's really, really good. It did something that a lot of movies... A lot of horror movies haven't done for me in a while, and that was keep me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Really? From beginning it to end. It looked like that kind of movie. Totally. I mean, the preview was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even the trailer itself is creepy. It's really creepy. So, um, And it's definitely a big comparison between like Conjuring 2 and other horror movies because it's scary, but it's it's a fun scary like, okay. like when it comes to like Conjuring Two, that scary is almost like this is too scary. I don't want to see that because it, right. it relies a lot on jump scares and a lot on like tension. Really, yeah, and this movie was just completely like nail biting. Are they going to make it? Where is he right now? Like it's got a thriller aspect. To yes, it. much more yeah. thriller than it is horror. Um, so if you don't know people listening, um, the yeah, explain it because it's yeah, the, the idea concept of, alone is so cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So these three people go to rob this old man. Uh, who turns out to be blind. Uh, they know he's blind going in, so they're like, oh, this will be an easy. They're gonna That's why they him. try to rob him, right? Yeah, he, he uh, is sitting on a lot of money. They figure it out through means, uh, some random means. So they go in, and they're like, oh, this will be easy. So it turns out the blind guy is not. Uh, he is like an ex-army vet, so he knows how to handle himself against people, <laughs> let's just say. Uh, but it turns into more of a... Um, deeper story than just that that there's a lot more than just them trying to escape this guy um i won't talk about that because that's story stuff but that's cool though that there's more to it because you could get away with just that yeah the whole movie could just be like he's not necessarily like a a villain or anything you know he could just be some dude trying to defend himself Mm -hmm. so you almost want to root for him but things happen where like both sides you're like oh i don't want anybody to win i want them all to die (laughs) um (laughs) like i'd be fine if the house just blows up um so uh Avoiding the story, the sound design in that movie, oh. best sound design ever. Well, is Raimi involved in this at all? He produced it. Okay. That's all I know. He might have more things, but I, I was watching the credits and his name popped up. Okay. So his hands are in it somewhere. Um, but yeah, sound design is, you know, they focus a lot on being blind to where sound is a huge oh, thing because right. you're blind. And just heightened senses. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah. So there's, you know, there's probably like a solid 10 minutes where there's like almost no sound at all. Just like, little rustling because it's pitch black and they're like going through and you see a rustling and people oh, breathing. It's so tense. It's so tense because, I mean, there's even scenes where um, they are right next to him and they have to like cover their mouths and like and not breathe because he can hear them. Yeah. But they're so close and you're sitting there like all he has to do is move his arm or they have to just let out a little breath and he'll know. Because um, for a good chunk of the movie, the guy doesn't even know they're in the house. You know as a viewer they're in the house, but the guy... Uh, doesn't know there's more people than just the one guy mm-hmm. that the, the show in the trailer and everything. So it's really exciting to see them like, you know, dodge around him and like make noises to try to escape. And he's like, <gasps> like looking around here and things. It's so well done. So well done. That sounds great. Uh, so yeah, sound design, spectacular. The, um, I mean, nothing really cool about the costume. It's just normal clothes. Like there's nothing. His eyes look really cool though. They used um, contact lenses that okay. were like foggy. Um, so they looked, his eyes looked really freaky. Um, what else? I don't know. It was just, it was good. It was just yeah. overall a really good movie. Sound design, spectacular. Um, story was really cool. It had uh, interesting elements to it. Um, great. Just everyone should see it. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. That it sounds is, awesome. It is rated R for a very specific reason near the end of the movie, just so you know. Yeah. There's something in there that's kind of like, 
didn't need to see that. Oh, rough. Mm-hmm. But um, it's 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 still good. So mm-hmm. that's interesting that because I've heard. What what did you think of the latest Evil Dead? I liked it. I really yeah. did. I thought it was uh, like Don't Breathe. It had a lot of good jump scares, but at the same time kept me on the edge of my seat. Like mm-hmm. the design, the creature design was really creepy. Um, you know, very violent. It's I guess what I expected of Evil Dead because I haven't seen the originals. Right before before well, I saw you that. hadn't. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I had a particular aversion to it because I love the originals yeah, so much, and, and this I mean, is just a modernized Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of wanted to revisit it and try to be less judgy, but um, it wasn't a bad movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of wished it was just like a different movie. Yeah, like you think you'd like it better if it had a different name? If yeah, it if like... it was just called like Death Cabin or something, yeah. it'd be mm-hmm. like you know that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But um, but I've heard it, it's interesting. What I'm trying to get at is that Raimi and that director, I forget his name, um, working together is interesting because they've talked about crossing the Evil Dead storylines. Oh, okay. Um, like Ash versus Evil Dead and the current Evil Dead universe. That would be so weird. Yeah, I don't know if if there's any truth to it whatsoever, mm. but I've heard it multiple times I could that that's something they're going to do. I could not imagine Ash in the new Evil Dead. Right, me neither. But technically, the, lo- the storylines aren't broken or at odds with each other because Ash's storyline never changed. It's in real time. Story-wise, I, I don't think it'd be any issues because he has time travel right. and he could... That would make sense, but just the humor... Tone and everything exactly, is completely... And I think I think that's what any Evil Dead fan's aversion to the new one was, is that what makes Evil Dead Evil Dead is that like horror comedy element. Right, right. And that's not there in the new one. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just at all. it's just a There's horror. There's some movie. funny scenes, but that's I mean, horror movies always have like yeah. little goofy jump scares. It's not stuff, like so. the zaniness that Raimi put in Evil Dead. Right, so. right. Um But yeah, I Don't Breathe is definitely on my list. Mm-hmm. Um I want to see that movie a lot. And as we're coming up on uh October soon, um What else is coming out? I don't know, but I was thinking the other day about how I think I'm going to watch a bunch of scary movies that I've never seen Okay, upcoming and revisit some old classics. I'm going to throw a few towards your way because I think during October we should do some like, are you going to burp? I did it secretly, (laughs) but thanks for just saying it. I was trying to hide it. No, <laughs> you gotta breathe it in. And you gotta swallow it. Don't let anything out. Um, so I'm thinking in October we'll have some Halloween and yeah. scary themed episodes. So yeah. I'll, I'm gonna throw some movies your way so we can do some episodes. But for anyways. sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I was thinking about it because I have uh, I have the three that I still haven't watched: Sinister, Insidious, and Conjuring. Conjuring, the trifecta uh, of modern horror. Yeah, everything. and they're all <laughs> sitting right in the other room. I yep. bought them and just never watched them. DVD or Blu-ray? Um, DVD. That's fine. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've also. I am not a big slasher guy. I, uh, but there's something really cool about you know. I just love, um, uh, I guess, like a, a good costume, a good villain. Mm-hmm. There's something about that that I really like. So I do have like an interest in like I think Freddy Krueger is one of the coolest villains ever. Mm-hmm. Um, conceptually design wise like his character he's got like a humor to him mm-hmm. super dark obviously but he does but i i think i've only ever seen the original um nightmare on elm street once i don't okay. really remember it very well mm-hmm. i've never sat down and watched friday the 13th have you seen the remake of either the friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street i have not the remake for Nightmare on Elm Street's pretty solid. Yeah. Friday the 13th's okay. I, like I the forgot ar- they even remade that. Yeah, that one's 
one people forget about yeah. a lot. Um, Who did that? I have no idea. That's oh, I'm thinking of Halloween. Rob Zombie redid the Halloween. Oh, movies. those are good. Well, yeah. the first one, the second one, I didn't see. Yeah, but, um, I've heard they're pretty disturbing. That's funny to think that all of them have remakes now. Yeah, I know. I that's what I'm saying. I totally forgot right. about. And um, the dude who played Kruger is the dude who played Rorschach, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I forget his name. Ah, shoot. But that's I, what I remember yeah. seeing him in the preview and wanting to see that mm-hmm. because I, I really liked him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was just thinking about how I've never seen Hellraiser. I've never mm-hmm. seen, I don't really remember Halloween. Um, oh, I've seen that a lot. And Mom makes me watch it. Like yeah, she year. watches it all the time. <laughs> but realistically, I'm like, I don't really have a strong interest of watching a bunch of people just like chopped up. Yeah. Um, Do you like Saw at all? Saw one I like a lot. Have you seen? I've seen one, two, and three. Okay. Um, and. Sick as it is, the creativity of the deaths in those movies are awesome. <laughs> are what's kind of interesting, and even you know the idea of the motives mm-hmm. of of uh, Jigsaw yep. and stuff like that. I th- I think is cool. Something like a, a Halloween where you're really just watching, waiting for someone to get stabbed. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like uneasy about just personally. Yeah. Like, um, but I for whatever reason I was thinking about it the other day, and I'm like. I kind of just want to watch them all. Yeah. And like, just because they are classics in their own right. You'll have to jump on it now because um, if you don't feel like, if you feel queasy yeah. <laughs> watching that stuff, you're like, now that you want to. Yeah. You and it's watch not it. even like, I just, it doesn't, I'm not like, oh, yeah, let's watch this. Like, here let's comes watch another them die. Isn't that all right? horror movies, though? You always no, watch I, to see, see people die? I think there are a lot, I don't think so. I think there are a lot of elements to horror that people, I think that's what most people think horror is. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be that for mm-hmm. sure. But what I like about horror is like, what what don't breathe seems to represent is like the thrilling moments, that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them like um, monsters and stuff like that. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, different creatures and things like that. Um, I do like just character design. So like I said, Freddie and Jason just look cool. Yeah. So there's something cool about like the simplicity of Jason wearing like a dirty old mask and having a machete. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's creepy. Is but what like, it is. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> And uh, so I don't know, but the idea of just like watching him kill people is not something I find enticing. Mm-hmm. And like the Friday the Thirteenth game that's coming out, that looks so awesome. It looks really awesome, but I don't know if I can play it. Why? Because it's just like walking around murdering people. Well, it depends who you play as. Because if you play as the campers, you know that's or the yeah, camp counselors. That's a whole different game. I just there's something in me that doesn't feel right about it. <laughs> like it just feel. <laughs> I mean, granted, that's fine. I mean. People don't like, I have a friend who hates guts, but like likes blood, which is, you know, they don't like people getting ripped open, yeah. but they don't mind seeing blood. So it's, everyone has their own taste. I, I mean, more violent, the better. I'll shoot dudes in the head on Call of Duty all day, mm-hmm. but for some reason, walking around as Jason stabbing teenagers is like not, God, that felt weird to say. That's um, my favorite s- thing to do. <laughs> oh, I do anyways. it every summer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm probably going to hit up some horror movies at mm-hmm. some point soon. Um Something that is completely not a horror movie. Okay. That I watched recently. Mm-hmm. Um, been suffering from a lack of New Girl. Oh, yes. So um, I was kind of looking up what uh, other stuff Jake Johnson has done, mm-hmm. who plays Nick in New Girl. Mm-hmm. And he did a movie called Drinking Buddies, mm-hmm. which I happen to have oh. right here. Um, Jake Johnson, Olivia Wilde, Anna Kendrick, and Ron Livingston. That's a pretty good cast. Take a look if you'd like. Yeah. Um, now, actually... This movie was written, directed, and edited by, that's tiny, 
Joe Swanberg. <laughs> That's important because he wrote, directed, and edited this. This movie had no script. How does that even work? There was a story. There mm-hmm. was no script. So they just like ad lib. Almost everything? the entire movie is improv. Wow. Yeah. So there was. Uh, I read a quote. Um, like a fun fact on IMDb or whatever. It was mm-hmm. a quote from, I think it was Anna Kendrick, and she wasn't even sure which of the guys she had love interest with when she got on set one of the days. Wow. Because it was that, like, she's like, I knew there was something going on, but mm-hmm. I didn't know who it was with because it was just like... So all there was was the story, and like when they filmed a scene, they're like, at this th- part of the yep. story, these two are talking. Yeah, this basically. is what happens in this scene. Wow. This that's, is your goal. That's a crazy way to film crazy. a movie. So I was dying to see it because I love Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what I love in New Girl is the improv stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that improv is definitely in this movie. Um mm-hmm. Like I said, pretty much the whole thing. And uh, so he's super funny in it. They, they all are really great. Olivia Wilde um, is, her and Jake Johnson are kind of the leads. Mm-hmm. And, can you show um, this to the people, by the way? Yeah, you can. You can show it to the people. <laughs> Anyways, they're the leads. And uh, so they work together. They're really good friends. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, Jake Johnson and Anna Kendrick are together. Uh, Olivia Wilde and Ron Livingston are together. They're characters, not them. Um, they could and, be. And they, yeah, they could be. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. And uh, the story kind of unfolds there where there's like, is there interest over here? Is there like a romantic thing going on here when there shouldn't be? All this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Overall, the whole movie, super cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a couple moments that may feel slow, but you're literally just watching events unfold. You're watching like relationships happen. And I don't know what it is, but I love movies like that. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite trilogies of all time is the before Sun, whatever. What do you call that trilogy? Uh, I think the there's. I know. I forget what it's called. There's a name for. There it. is. Um, like, you know, after sunset. It's it's before. before they're all before. Oh, so it's before sunset. No, before sunrise. Before sunset. Before midnight. I thought there was an after. There's not. That's weird. I, I always know. thought there was. I I did too. Mm-hmm. I say it with such fervor because I always screw up the names. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, but yeah, that whole movie is, or I've only seen the first one, but uh, that trilogy is all about relationships and it's a lot of just talking. Yes. Nothing happens other than them talking. Exactly. And that's, uh, to me, I think that's really cool. For that's some reason, it's so captivating. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it taps into that thing of like, when you meet someone for this the first time, especially mm-hmm. when it's like romantic kind of stuff and there's someone you're interested in and then you talk more and you hang out more and you like, I don't know if it taps into those feelings of like mm-hmm. what's going to happen. So you become invested in the story because you're just watching other people talk and live and mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, but this movie is very much that uh, the funny moments are just like, it's, if you, it's called a comedy, like even mm-hmm. on the cover, it says a comedy about knowing when to say when. Um, and the theme is, is beer. Uh, um, Jake Johnson and Olivia Wilde's characters both work in a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like, they kind of make uh, some visual jokes about that. Like they're just always drinking beer, like mm-hmm. cutscene of them drinking beer, cut back, they're drinking beer like all the time. Um, and the comedy though is just in general conversations. It's not an overt comedy. It's not like 
it's just from normal stuff. Like you and I would be hanging out. Someone would say something funny. It's that. Mm-hmm. It's not the scripted jokes and comedic scenes. So do the jokes hit a lot? Like is it when they happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not it's not scripted. scripted. So it's it's How do just they do like that? it's just like hey, you two are sitting down playing a card game and whatever happens happens. That and so I mean, weird. obviously, I wasn't there for the filming, but right. it it is obviously. <clears throat> It is obviously unscripted, mm-hmm. especially when you when you know, and I say that in the best way possible, because there are moments where like they talk over each other. One person starts starts talking, the other person like interrupts them accidentally, probably, mm-hmm. and they're, it's just casual conversation. But it's so good because that's it's, a cool way. It's to do so it. natural, mm-hmm. yeah. So I went into the movie knowing that. I don't know what my perspective of it would have been not knowing that, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm glad I did because it's it's really cool, and I. I wonder how different that is. Like if the pressure is relieved as an actor, like kind of if if you're relieved from that pressure to not have to adhere to a script or Mm -hmm. if it's a little bit harder because you don't exactly know what's going to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some really interesting things online. I'll see if I can pull it up real quick about just like the filming of the movie. And yeah, I've heard a lot about this. Um, Just, I don't remember where I heard what's its rating on IMDb. Cause I, uh, it's, a, a, it's a 6.1. 6.1. I thought, what about Metascore? Uh, I remember hearing about it. I thought it was rated 71. really high. Okay. I don't know why, but I thought it was rated really high. It's pretty mean, good yeah, for Metascore. Yeah, it's Metascore. not bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know, I know I've heard of this movie before, and I've been interested in watching it because it just sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Trivia. And it came out in 2013, which I didn't know. I thought it yeah. came out earlier. So yep. it's, you know, relatively recent. Um. And it's rated R. Good, good. It is rated R just uh, for language. Um, but casual conversation. Yeah, that's all it so. is. <laughs> it's just like a couple F-bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it says this film was entirely improvised. There was no script. The only things the actors and the crew had was a vague outline of the plot and the order in which certain events would take place. Mm-hmm. Um, all the actors chose their characters' names. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's a couple other things on here. The director liked filming multiple takes, but was so confident in the picnic scene between Ron Livingston and Anna Kendrick in the forest that he only shot one take. Wow. Um, so there are a couple things. Oh, he told them that they wouldn't film more because he didn't want to mess with it. So I don't know what else this guy has done. I really like his style because mm-hmm. it sounds like he, like the fact that they shot, and that scene is like a very significant scene in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, the quote unquote picnic scene. Ooh. So the fact that they shot that and he was like, like that's like a, like a, 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 what's the word? Like a, I keep wanting to say pinpoint, but that's not what I'm trying to say. A turning point. That's okay. a turning point in mm-hmm. the film. Like a climax. So kind of. Well, it's like a a moment that like really changes things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the fact that he shot that and was like, nope, that's it. Don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it was completely improv. And I, like, yeah, that's crazy. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. So, um, you take this and watch this. Thank you. And I will. Maybe we can. Uh, Debrief next week a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's it's very good. I would definitely suggest it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I, I I don't know. I feel like it's the type of movie that, like this genre, I don't know what you call it. I guess it's comedy. I, it's it's romantic comedy, I guess. But when you say romantic comedy, like what do you think of? You think yeah, of like freaking not like, that? Yeah, no, not at all. Like, you know, not before sunset. Mm-hmm. But those movies are funny in their own. But it's just mo. It's just conversation. Maybe it's more of a dramedy. Okay, yeah. I would say it would probably fit more under that, but I think the comedy comes from just natural talking. Like, right. people are just funny. Like, And the romance in these movies is not 
like a manufactured romance. Mm-hmm. It's like watching what would really happen to someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference. Like you're talking about like a rom-com, you're watching like a little bit to a degree, like some sort of fantasized situation, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, an unrequited love story that eventually they fall in love at the end or whatever. These types of stories are like definitely more drama mm-hmm. for sure. But I think that's the difference. Cause I would tell people that I love romances, but it's this kind of stuff where it's like, it feels more real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you like real life better than romance. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good rom-com here and there, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just realizing like these are kind of romantic comedies, but on a different, in a different spectrum. Yeah, it's just it's weird. weird. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Cause I, I, I'll throw this out there right now. The proposal. I will watch that. Ah, that's a good time. I'll watch that movie all day, every mm-hmm. day. I love that movie. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. For the <laughs> um, so yeah, drinking buddies. It's great. Go mm-hmm. watch it. You're going to watch it this week. Yes. I say so. Okay. Um, anything else in movies? Uh, oh, a trailer came out for, oh. uh, underworld, the newest underworld <gasps> movie. What? Yeah. I, this movie is, I think, slowly becoming like Resident Evil. What do you mean slowly? <laughs> and, and yeah, okay. I, I, I feel like there's, All right. <laughs> there's just so many of them at this point. Well, there are those weird, like, uh, I don't even know, like neo action horror genre that just gets crazier and crazier the longer it goes. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, it's the same concept as Resident Evil: a crazy female lead who's super good with guns and swords who could like destroy everybody. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean. Like, would you watch a crossover? <laughs> yes, oh, for sure. That'd oh be my god. So awesome. So one thing I want to say, they the font in the trailer for when it's like this January or like yeah. the movie, it's the same exact font as the new Resident Evil trailer. With like the pointed yes, tips and exactly. stuff. Exactly. That's what made me initially <laughs> think about it. But then really? I'm like, oh my god, these are the same movies. That's so funny. Um so yes, uh Underworld, I've always liked it, mm-hmm. but I like I said, I feel like they're hitting the point where there's just too many. I yeah. like one and two I think are spectacular. I yeah. never saw three, the Lycan Wars or yeah, whatever it's um, called. Uh, Rise of the Lycans. Yes, yeah. I actually really liked that And movie. people did like that one. Yeah. People like, and it's not that it's a bad one. I just never saw it. And yeah. that's... Um, well, it got brushed aside as a prequel with a, a Kate Beckinsale lookalike instead mm-hmm. of actually Kate Beckinsale. Right. But it's all of Lucian's backstory mm-hmm. and like, ah, uh, it's really good. And I love, um, what's his name? Uh, Michael... Douglas. Kiedis. Nope. No, Michael Sheen. Okay. Uh, it's a name I'm always like, <laughs> he's not related to, but his last name is Sheen. Okay. <laughs> um, Michael Sheen, who plays Lucian. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also in that, uh, it's that TV show. It's about like sex doctors or something like that. <laughs> what? I'm not making it up. It's a real, it's a real. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice though. That's totally the only one I can think of. Um, no, it's a, like a true story about a doctor who like, anyways, I'll look it There's up. But Jackie, no. No, 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 no. Uh, Grey's Anatomy? No, Come it's, on. it's okay. not like a sexy doctor <laughs> show. It's a show about a sex doctor. A doctor of, like, gender? No, no, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I love how this is going every direction except the one like, I was trying to what? go. Oh, um, Masters of Masters Sex. Masters of Sex. Yeah. I knew it. I've it never was... seen it, but it's about... Yeah, yeah I've never seen it the either. The pioneers but... of the science of human mm-hmm. sexuality. I've been on... Hey, this episode brought to you by IMDb, because I've been <laughs> on it like the whole time. Um, anyways, Rise of the Lycans is great. Is he... Why bring up Masters of Sex? Is he in that? Yes. yes yeah, okay. he's like the lead in that. Okay. okay. Um, but he, I've always loved him since the first Underworld. I think mm-hmm. his performance as Lucian is mm-hmm. like super creepy... He, and he's great. Yeah, I just he's really very like good. him a lot. He's mm-hmm. also in uh, the Twilight movies. Oh, okay. Uh, I've never seen any of those. 
<laughs> I I don't know what to do with. At, at this point, I'm interested in seeing him. I didn't watch him because of the stigma behind him. You know, everyone's like, don't watch the Twilight right. movies. Blah, 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 right, but, but some interesting things about the movies, man, like the third one mm-hmm. was directed by the guy who directed uh, 30 Days a Night. That's a really big difference. Yeah. Well, I, kind of similar vampires and stuff. It but. is, but it's, and that one's pretty cool, mm-hmm. and it has, um, uh, I'm not going to remember her name, never mind. It, it just has, there's some, like, there's some good performances mm-hmm. on the tail end. At the la- I don't know. Yeah, just, we'll do something with that later on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Twilight franchise is something I That's I, an interesting, I find interesting. piece. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it is. We'll talk about it another time. Yeah. Um, that, oh, are we going to have it? Yeah. All right. I'm going to watch it at some point. I know it. Be interesting thing to discuss for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Rise of the Lycans um, was the third one, and then then they came out with the fourth one. Is that one? It's called like the same thing as one of the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, it's like, uh, or is it Evolution or Afterlife or something? <laughs> I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> Underworld Evolution is the second one. Oh, right? it is. Yeah, it's Underworld. Then IMDb, our nice yeah. fake sponsors. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because Evolution's the second one. The third one is Rise of the Lycans. The fourth one is After Life, After Awakening. 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 Yes. Have you seen that one? I have. That one's not bad. It's not, but it's not great. It's not like the first two, at least. I think you're right. It's Mm -hmm. that is the slow transition into we're just gonna make a million of these. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was very excited to see this new one because I'm like, oh, they're continuing the story. Like, that's always exciting to see the next one. But you're right. It is the next one. Um, so this movie I'm afraid to watch because <sighs> it could it, be the, the decline. Yes. It looks pretty cool. They're bringing in older elements from the earlier movies Okay, where the newest one I felt like was its own story. Like you could separate that and won't have to do with anything. Right. Because the um, the lichen in it, her boyfriend, husband, whoever, he's barely in that movie. I don't even remember if he's in it. The newest one? Yeah. He comes up. I forget I, if he actually shows up or not. I mean, I, he's obviously involved in the storyline. Yeah, I think he's in it at the beginning, but then they get like into a car crash or something and he disappears. Yeah. Um so anyways, I don't know if he's in this new one and stuff, but it it looks okay, the new trailer. I here's the thing, Awakening what they did story-wise in Awakening, mm-hmm. I was like, this is actually kind of cool mm-hmm. and I would like to see the story continued. The movie was of a caliber that I didn't expect it to continue. Like, mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised we're getting another one. Right. Um, but I will see it because mm-hmm. I, when Underworld came out, I was in love. I loved that movie. That movie was awesome. I loved Kate Beckinsale. She was a babe. I had an insane crush on Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. She looks really good in this, too. Like, pretty much the same. She doesn't look yeah. like she's aged at all, which right. is impressive. And she was also in uh, Van Helsing, like, around the same time. So oh, yeah. I was like, it was funny. Like, yeah. she Very was, similar movies. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, but I just I loved the whole atmosphere mm-hmm. of uh, of um, Underworld and the thing that maybe like most made me fall in love with it is their werewolves look incredible. Yes, they always have. Always. And in my have. opinion, werewolves are one of the hardest things to make look awesome because mm-hmm. I've seen some really stupid ones. These ones, they have their own. The transformations looked so good. And were some of them practical and some of them CG? I think so. Because some of them yes. looked so good. There were a good amount of practical effects mm-hmm. in that movie. Like, I will never forget watching how they made Lucian run faster than a car. Mm-hmm. And they they strapped, like, a long, like, a carpet or something to a car mm-hmm. and had him stand on it. 
And then as the car started driving and picked up speed, had him run. So he's on the carpet that's attached to the car. How did he not like So fall? the camera, well, I don't think it's going as fast as it looks. Mm-hmm. But when you see it on camera, you're only seeing like outside the back window. Right, right. So he's catching up to the car as he's running. That's interesting. And yeah, so I remember watching how they did it. And I was like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like uh, practical effects, man. You can't beat it. But yes, it absolutely was not all CG for mm-hmm. the, the werewolves. I mean, you see them interact and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it looks great. And there's a lot of that in Rise of the Lycans too which is why it was also impressive to me because mm-hmm. I thought we were going to lose a lot of quality in that one. A lot of quality in that <laughs> one because uh, it was a prequel. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm interested to see. I think your theory is 100% correct that these are going to slowly decline. Um, but the new Resident Evil is coming out soon too. I'm excited. Um, that That's one of my guilty pleasure movies. Yeah. I enjoy every single one. I have the whole set over there and I've wanted to go through them because mm-hmm. I, I remember very little mm-hmm. because it started to turn into this like just goofy. Yeah, it's... It's. I think the same thing as Underworld. One and two are awesome. Um, three is okay, um, and then they start going downhill. But they're not unbearable. Like Ooh. I haven't seen one where I'm just sitting there like, oh. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen them all in theaters, and they've all been pretty okay. Wait, wait. You said you didn't see three, or you did? I did see three. Not three of Underworld. Three of Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil. Yes, Resident yes, Evil. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, this one. I mean, I'm kind of happy it's ending. Finally, they don't need to yeah, drag yeah. it through the mud anymore. But. Uh, it's also kind of sad, and it's just a mixture. But you just have to embrace at some point that it became just like an action franchise. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. I didn't know we were getting another Underworld. I'll have to check out the trailer. Yeah, it's um, it's. Uh, I think it's like two minutes, and uh, you know, I was just surprised to see it. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah makes sense. The mm-hmm. timing's right. Um, cool. Yep. Do you have games to talk about? Yes. Then shall we? Yes. Video games. We are at the start of the gaming season. Oh. Tuesday's a huge day next week. Why? Or September 13th. Okay. ReCore's coming out. That is it's coming out? Coming out, yep. Oof. All right. I, uh, that's my top three games coming out this yeah, year. Yeah, man, that's exciting. ReCore, Final Fantasy, and Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Bioshock collection's coming out. Ooh. Bioshock 1, 2, and 3. Are two. you getting that? Uh, I think so. But why? I know that's this will lead to my conversation all because right, right. also Dead Rising's coming out. Okay. The Dead Rising collection one, two, and uh off the record. Okay. Which is Dead Rising Two, but with Frank West. Anyways, it's we're at a point in gaming culture where remakes like I'm just excited to play remakes as I am to play Recore. Huh. Like uh, for Bioshock at yeah. least. So I'm curious if we hit a point where the last generation we've hit peak games like these, quality and yeah like these are going to be the best games and we're just going to keep remaking them over time so are these remakes or are they just repackaged they are they're repackaged but they're they up the quality so they're all 1080p and the uh frames are all 60 frames <laughs> so i mean it's not uh, much but it's totally enough to make me go buy them because again. the games themselves are already so good right right so i think you have a point that like are we plateauing at this point they're already <sighs> We're barely climbing. Where mm-hmm. all you're doing is making it look a little better. Yeah. But, I mean, that's almost a positive where a game that came out seven years ago. Bioshock's pretty old. Dead Rising's very old. That came out in 2006. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Where a game that came out ten years ago is good enough that people only need, like, a little nudge mm-hmm. in order to play it again. To get the whole thing again. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, good on the developers mm-hmm. to be able to do that kind of thing. And uh, you and I both represent two different target audiences. Right. Where I haven't played either of the um, the Dead Rising. 
I haven't played any of them. I've like I have played them, mm-hmm. but I haven't like played. played them. Yeah, I got I've you. literally picked up a controller because mm-hmm. I think you were playing it or someone, and I hit something with a baseball bat. Um, but I could buy that collection, which right. I will say the collections are always insanely priced. I'm a sucker for those. Like yeah. it's sixty bucks for Bioshock One, Two, and, and Infinite. That's crazy with all the DLC. So yeah, see that alone is nuts. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy because you. I mean. If you're me and you paid the bought any of the special editions, you spent like over a hundred dollars on each of them, right? Um, and then, uh, but even if you just bought the game, sixty bucks each, mm-hmm. and then the DLC as it came out, like, mm-hmm. so if you want to play like definitive editions of these games, right? That's the way you do it. You can get them all pretty cheap. Bioshock One and Two, I know you can get for like ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, less. and that's that's the different. Th- the other aspect of it is mm-hmm. you can go back and buy these games, but you also had to have the older console. And you're not playing the newest, best right. possible right. version. So there's pros and cons, but it's just funny to me that like I am just as excited for a remake as I am. Happens all the time. And it's it's funny because it's just funny. It's <laughs> happening in music too, has been now for a mm-hmm. while. Um, for a long time with, with like classic CDs, I mean, you'll see certain bands, certain labels and companies will re-release uh, like a decade's worth of, say, Beatles records or mm-hmm. Queen or Rolling Stones, and they're all remastered. They're, and, and it's the same thing. It's a record that maybe you've owned for 30 years, but now it sounds better because I don't know if you've ever listened to a CD from like even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and you put it in your CD player, and it's like lower than everything else. You have to turn it up because mm-hmm. it wasn't mastered to today's standards. So Something from the 60s or the 50s. Oh, I've heard some bad things. Yeah, from I mean, a long they're time ago. classic, classic songs that you have to crank your system to hear mm-hmm. um, and change all your EQs and your levels for it to sound good. But they repackage it. It's it's up to par now. Mm-hmm. And that that concept, although changed a little bit, has an annoying manifestation where a lot of bands now, uh, mostly in like pop punk or like metalcore, like those bands will they'll put out an album it'll be really successful mm-hmm. and instead of putting out another record they'll put out the same album again sometimes in the same year mm-hmm. and call it like plus or deluxe and it'll have like five extra songs in a new package that sucks that drives me crazy because why are you going to buy almost the entire same album mm-hmm. and it's not like a re-release like uh uh, Slipknot did like anniversary releases of their albums and it was like over like 10 or more years later. Mm-hmm. That to me I get because maybe some people want to rebuy it after that long. A whole new generation of people exactly. to get Exactly, I get that. Mm-hmm. But if you just put out an album this year, mm-hmm. like, I don't really need a repackaged one right, you know, right now. But to hear the new songs, people oh, will do Oh, absolutely, it. absolutely. It's just like another thing that you can do and I'm totally for this mm-hmm. is you put out your standard release and that same day a deluxe version comes out a Mm -hmm. lot of bands do that that i'm cool with okay you know because then you can choose you want to spend ten dollars on just the standard album or do you want to spend 15 and get like the five extra songs in the bigger package so why wouldn't those songs be on the original copy like just sometimes it's a second disc sometimes it's just maybe it's just a money-making tactic Mm -hmm. i don't know but um, sometimes it's B-sides, remixes. Mm-hmm. But then there's like um, when Eminem put out uh, Marshall Mathers LP2, the, the deluxe version is absolutely the one you need to get because mm-hmm. all the tracks, they're not remixes. They're not like old songs redone or anything. It's like, f- I think, five brand new songs. Like, And some of them are 
like my favorite songs on that whole album, that mm-hmm. whole release. So, but sometimes you look at the deluxe and it's like acoustic versions of three of the songs that right, are on the right. standard release. And it's like, eh, I'm not going to pay six extra bucks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the annoying thing is when one album comes out, it's the only one that's out. And then because it does really well, six months later, they put out the same one. So you've already bought the one. Right. So Listen to it, got everything yeah, you need I mean, from it. With gaming, having the whole collection of something like Bioshock, and Bioshock mm-hmm. kind of holds its own place in gaming history, so it's like, yeah, I kind of want to own mm-hmm. all those and like have everything that goes along with them. And, and that's the other thing. You have the new consoles. Like with CDs, they, you buy it once, you never right. need to get exactly. a new CD. That's, yeah. But with the games, you're uh, like every time they re-release it, you, it's with a new console. You always mm-hmm. need a new, or you always have the new thing and you wish to play it. So you're like, now I can re-experience right. that. And it's such, I mean, that's the word. It's such an experience to mm-hmm. play something like Bioshock. So it's like, it's, I can see why people would do it. Yeah. And know? I always, if there's a remake, I always go for it. Mm. I, I love the remakes. And because those games were so good, it's obvious that I'd get them again because yeah. they're just so good. Um, plus new achievements. You get the new achievements. That's true. They're like always the same achievements from the old game, but now I can just get them on Xbox One. Yeah. So that's that's a big seller for me too. To totally. Because I, I know how to get the achievements. I know what I need to do. So my biggest deterrent is that I have so many other games to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do I have time why? to go back and replay? Right. Why well, play something I've already played when yeah. there's so many new things? Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. exciting. It's uh, it's all Tuesday, and there's more coming out, I bet, for sure. But yeah. uh, it's just, that's the start. So now, so what are you going to get? I'm definitely getting ReCore. I've already pre-ordered that. Okay. It's all set. Bioshock, I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, Dead Rising, I'd like to get too, but they're, since they're both sixty bucks, it's kind of hard for me to. Yeah. I just don't want to spend the sixty bucks on games I could pl- I could play again. I have the consoles and I have the games right. so I could. Um, so maybe I'll game fly them both. Okay. I don't know how they work. If it's going to be multiple discs or it's going to be one disc that have all three games on yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you at this point in your uh, gaming career do mm-hmm. you have less of a desire to physically own the games? No, I I will always be a physical collector. Mm-hmm. It for me as of right now, you know, since I don't drive and all that stuff, I, it's easier to get digital games and also the delivery. Like I could play a game at midnight the day it comes out if I get it digitally, but if I get it physically, I have to right. wait till the next sure. day. That makes sense. Uh, if I get it delivered or if I go out and get it, um, but. I I want as much as a physical collection as I can get. I'll even go to the point where I'll just get an empty case if I own it physically. I'll just have the empty case of the game mm. in my collection. Yeah, yeah, um, So, yes, I, I go more towards the physical. Especially with the collections. I'm like, man, I would love to have that yeah. on the shelf. You know? Yeah, the, bio, oh, the cover art for the Bioshock collection, beautiful. Yeah, It shows, cool. you know, um, what's it called in Bioshock? Infinite, uh, whatever the place is called, the one in the sky. Columbia? Yes. So it's Columbia, the Lighthouse, and then Rapture all on the same cover. Oh man, that's super cool. It's really cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's gonna be good. Yeah. Good so we'll see. Next week, I'm gonna be playing lots of games. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, very different. Mm-hmm. Be a <laughs> Shut change, up. Change up in your schedule. <laughs> hey. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Didn't even talk about me working. I know, but we're not going to. Are you sure? Oh, well, I want to talk about it at the beginning, but I forgot about it. So, well, <laughs> we're in games now. Like. Yeah, hang on. I know how we can get there. Okay, but can I? Uh, oh yeah, I have food. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a teaser. <laughs> um, 
you yeah. have a new thing. I'm all done in games. All right, let's hit music real quick. Okay. What are you listening to? Okay, so I want to talk about an album that came out during an era of music that I think the majority of people probably hate. Okay. Um, <laughs> country? <laughs> no. Oh. That might be more Sorry. widely hated. Country likers. I yeah, I no offense at all. I just <laughs> cannot do country. I don't we can talk about that another time maybe. I just can't. I don't I don't get it. I can't get it. Okay. Um new metal. Ugh. Are you familiar? <laughs> Kind of like when I say new metal, what do you think of? I think isn't it like uh, heavier than older metal, like uh, like sure. Metallica's metal. Yep, and new metal is like I don't know heavier. That's all I think of. Can is you, uh, do any bands come to mind or anything? This is kind of a pop quiz for you. I'm just curious what you think. Uh, of. Probably uh, Joy. No, Joy is like hardcore. They're okay. a hardcore band. Uh, that I have no idea. Corn. Oh, that's new metal. Yeah, Corn, Slipknot, Limp Bizkit. Okay. Seven dust. So what determines if it's new? Like, well, 2000s? the ter- the new metal, the new and new metal is NU. It became its own genre. Oh, okay. It's kind of how indie. Mm-hmm. That word means independent, mm-hmm. but indie music has its own sound now. You know right. what I mean? Like people will call like Foster the People indie, mm-hmm. and like you know the Killers were indie rock and stuff like that. So new metal is one of those terms that became kind of its own genre. And and what's defining about new metal is like. Uh, uh, people would say like um, like grooving riffs, so like really heavy riffs, mm-hmm. um, but it's not metal. Like a lot of metal is very technical and, and complicated and fast, mm-hmm. where new metal is kind of more like um, more heavy. A lot of times had like a, uh, not more heavy, but more just like one heavy riff that you hear like repeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times song structure is just like uh, verse, chorus, verse, heavy part, chorus So it's more again. songy as opposed it's to... It's a little more... Um, it's almost like I don't really know how to, it doesn't <laughs> always fall under the same um, same parameters because every band obviously is a little bit different, but they all have like a lot of them have a, a rap influence um, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And like some of it's more blatant, like uh, Limp Biscuit or this band Head PE, where like they would just rap, mm-hmm. but then. Like corn would have certain rappers feature on their songs. That's so weird. I, I don't think yeah. I've ever heard a corn song with rap. In yeah, it. that could show you a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, like Slipknot, their um, Corey's vocals, uh, like he does a lot of really fast stuff, but he's mm-hmm. screaming. But a lot of times it's like rap because it's mm-hmm. so fast. Um, and other things that are associated with just like it's kind of dark and theatrical, dramatic. A lot of the lyrics are like, you know, uh, everything sucks. Um, Let me eat this goat just brain. Just angry, <laughs> angry people. <laughs> it's not like, um, you know, a lot of like, it's not like, um, I guess like uh, black metal or, or death metal or a lot of people associated with like Satanism and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which isn't always the case either. Um, but it's more just like I'm sad or angry. Mm-hmm. And... Um, also, a lot of uh, theatrics in the sense of like Slipknot wearing masks. There was a uh, band called Mushroomhead that did the same thing. They painted their faces and wore outfits. Mudvayne painted their faces. Did they wear mushrooms? They Mush- didn't. Oh, my they God. Didn't. Would that make it better for you? Yes, for they sure. They wore all kinds of weird stuff, like like football pads and stuff. So after saying all that, I'll go <laughs> ahead and admit that this is like my favorite era of music ever. Really? I, I love, new metal. I love new metal. I Over love it so everything much. else? I think it's because this is the genre that like really made me fall in love with music mm-hmm. and made me and I listen to like so much stuff now and I to be honest typically I, I'm like I don't talk about it too much depending on who <laughs> I'm around which like I that that was the case I'm all done like I don't feel guilty about it right 
I love like the era that I really fell in love with was like Corn, um, Corn's Follow the Leader, Slipknot self-titled album, uh, Limp Bizkit, Three Dollar Bill, y'all. Like those albums, just like they were so intense to me. And when mm-hmm. I heard them, I was like, God, I love this. And I think I loved music before that. No doubt was the first band that I ever really cared about. Mm-hmm. But these albums you cared about them. Oh yeah, you loved them. Yeah, good. I wanted to marry Gwen Stefani. Nice. Didn't work out. Not um, anymore though. No. Okay. No. I'm good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But these bands, like when I was really getting into uh, like Korn and Slipknot, I think that's what made me really want to play music Mm -hmm. because there's like an intensity in it that I really loved. And Slipknot was the first really heavy record I I owned Mm -hmm. because before that I had owned a Metallica tape at one point that I think I... I think I told the story of how like I got in trouble for it because it was too heavy or something like that. Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Anyways, that's mm-hmm. the long and short of it. I got in trouble. A tape was taken away. Mm-hmm. A few years later, I was, I was a little bit older, and mom didn't know I bought the CD, so I bought Slipknot, and I got super into it. What I'm getting at here mm-hmm. is there was a band that came out around that time um, called Snot. I... I never, I wasn't into them. I didn't really know anything about them. Mm -hmm. But recently I've been kind of revisiting because nowadays I listen to, uh, I mean, just so many different things. But I end up listening to a lot of like hardcore and and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and hip hop. That's pretty pretty (laughs) much it. Hardcore, Taylor Swift, and hip hop. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't listened to Taylor Swift in a while. Yeah, I mean, she's not bad. Dude, 1989 was such a good album. 1989. Woohoo! Is that, I don't remember that song. (laughs) You don't know that one? Is that one of the songs? Not one of her songs. That's like, you know, we just hit the wall. She never had that song. I That one's 1985. I absolutely I have no idea what you you're saying. You don't know that song? No. I'm so upset with you. So lately, I've been just revisiting that era of, of new metal, because every mm. now and then I just get like... I, I frequent some of Korn's older albums and, and Slipknot stuff pretty regularly, actually, and I listen to Limp Bizkit when I play basketball. I don't know. It's just a thing. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, lately I've been going in through all these bands that like I haven't listened to in forever because mm-hmm. a lot of those bands, they still put out albums and like, I just don't care. Like I don't listen to any of it, but Korn's putting out a new record and their two new singles sound incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I know a lot of bands say that like they're going back to their roots, but like this legitimately sounds like one That's of their first records. That's funny and Why? That's a good one. That is a good one. So in my uh, travels mm-hmm. through um, a, a record store, I was looking through some CDs and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I found an album that I remember listening to mm-hmm. when it came out um, at a store that I worked at. And the album was called Straight Up. And all I remembered was that it featured vocalists from... Now, this is when new metal was wildly popular. That's the other thing is metal music for so long was just a v- very much an underground thing. Mm-hmm. New metal came along and had, for some reason, some like popularity or um, like popular appeal to it, mass appeal mm-hmm. um, to kids who, I guess, enjoyed the visuals and the lyrics and, and related to what they were saying. And there's just this whole thing, explosion. Like mm-hmm. Slipknot was literally one of the biggest bands ever, Korn too. And they paved the way for all these other bands. Um, so it was mainstream and I just remembered about this album that it had all the lead vocalists from huge bands at the time, Corey from Slipknot, Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan from Korn, um, Serge from System of a Down, uh, MCUD from Head PE, Fred from Limp Bizkit, like literally everybody that was huge at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this CD on the shelf and I was like, oh man. 
So I started looking into it because I was like, I couldn't even remember like what songs were on it and all this stuff. But you've heard it before. I'd heard it before because mm-hmm. the store that I worked at when it came out would play that kind of music over, okay. over the speakers and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I worked at Hot Topic. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I so, think. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know why I like said it the way that I did, but just explaining it for everyone. Yeah. The store that I worked at would just play these new releases that came out and that was one of them. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is crazy. It's got like every vocalist um, that I love. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at it. I never really knew what it was. I just knew it was called Straight Up and I thought it was some kind of compilation. So I bring it up because it's a really interesting story. This band Snot that came out that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they had put out one record um, and uh, it, it did okay. I, but they were an upcoming new metal band, basically. And uh, I listened to some of the record because I didn't know it existed. I had heard the name of the band, but I didn't like ever look into it because mm-hmm. um, there were so many bands of that genre coming out because that's what was popular. So labels were like pumping them out. Mm-hmm. So, um, or I should say signing them like crazy and then pushing them. So uh, this band Snot put out an album. I listened to it. Sounded it sounded cool. It sounded along those lines, like early Deftones, which was like you know just really high energy, heavy, kind of rappy sometimes, mostly mm-hmm. screamy. And um, what I found out was straight up is Snot's second uh, studio release that they recorded everything, um, including I think one or two songs of vocals, and then their lead singer died in a car accident. Jeez, Lynn Strait. So. What they did was they turned this album into a tribute album where it got all his friends who are all these like huge singers from these bands Mm -hmm. to come and do songs on this album. So the whole band, the whole album is Snot, is the band, it's their Mm -hmm. music, but with various vocalists coming in and filling the role of Lynn Strait, Mm -hmm. Um, which I thought was nuts. What's crazy about it is like instrumentally on the album, it's really, it's like they probably would have been really big. They probably would have been right up there with a lot of the other bands that were around at that time. And Mm -hmm. and I'm sure they would have like done big tours with them and everything. Um, But this happened and it was only going to be their second record, which Mm -hmm. I feel like probably would have been really big because their first one just kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but it was getting, obviously if they had ties with all of these dudes from these bands, Mm -hmm. um, they were kind of headed in the right direction. But I just thought it was such an interesting thing. And yeah. it's like... Why you got to throw it? My bad. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Surge from System of a Down, Jonathan from Corn, MCUD from Head PE, uh, Max from Soulfly, um, Brandon from Incubus, Lejean from Seven Dust, Fred from Limp Bizkit, Dez from Cold Chamber, Corey from Slipknot, Mark from Sugar Ray. Then there is a song on here um, by Snot that they finished recording with Lynn Strait. Man, that's um, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And the, and the last uh, track on it is him just speaking like in an interview kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple other vocalists on here as well, um, but that's like the the crazy upfront lineup. Yeah, it's like man, that is everyone that was so huge at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting revisiting it and realizing what it was that yeah. it's actually a record recorded by this band that lost their vocalist. Mm-hmm. And that was it. They, they never went anywhere. They didn't after. do anything else after they never replaced him or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know what the other members did or anything, but um, it was it was weird and definitely kicked up some nostalgia because as the songs were playing, I was like, oh man, I remember this. It's yeah. so crazy. Um, 
if you're the type of person who likes that era of music, it's mm-hmm. a pretty cool album to check out. It's just called Straight Up. It, it's not called... It's actually hard to find sometimes because this was in like a compilation section okay. because it's not listed right. as a snot album. Mm-hmm. It's just listed as a tribute uh, compilation. Plus, straight's not spelled right. Right. Uh, yeah, it's straight, S-T-R-A-I-T, because his name is Lynn Straight. Oh, so okay. that's the that's how he spells his last name. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah, man, so that's my... Uh, my confession of love for new metal. It's pretty awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's pretty great. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind, man. When I was reading the story. It's it's like, a really cool story to get. Like, you know, that happens sometimes when actors die. They do like um, you know, just everybody talking in one big video. Like yeah. they get all these people together and mm-hmm. it's it's crazy crazy to see the impact this one person had. And yeah. Everybody getting together to do it. So it's it's a really cool Yeah cool idea and it says in in the liner notes like who wrote what to and a lot of the vocalists uh wrote their own lyrics and it's all very like tribute it's all Mm -hmm. very um you know we miss you you left a mark on us like kind of thing so it's Mm -hmm. i don't know it's pretty cool the story behind it's pretty pretty huge um and that is all i had in music Mm -hmm. we can now go to sonic music Again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking with with Sonic music. Yeah, I'm gonna send you the songs I put in the video version, so you can put them in the audio version. Oh yeah, that's definitely because what I'll do. people miss out on it. They miss out. And they gotta go watch the podcast. I know, but I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Anyways, yeah. no, we're not staying in music. We're going to a new subject of Sonic music. We're going to food. Food. Mmm, delicious. Can I start this off and say I ate way too much Taco Bell earlier? That's isn't that every fast food story? I mean, you yeah, eat way more than you ever. Not you, yeah. but just people in general. Well, I mean, you can blame me. That's absolutely yeah. the case. What'd you get? Um, so they have this thing there. I forget. It's called like the cheesy crunchy core the, burrito. My three favorite c words. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> that's good. And. Uh, it's it's like those you know those red like the fiery Fritos they put those in the middle wrap it up with like cheese in the middle but it's like the melty kind but mm-hmm. then there's also nacho cheese and they make like the burrito around it with like rice and beef and beans or whatever it's super weird but it's it's really delicious it sounds like the core is what you want to get to yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. and it's there pretty much the whole time so I hit this one dead zone that was like all beef and beans and I was Ugh. like come on man where's my no, cheese at yeah no cheese it's messed up so I got the box <laughs> they have a for a limited time it's called the, the box. box no well it's the the crunchy cheesy core burrito whatever the triple C uh, box box okay yeah just put box in the end there it's like six dollars and change. Mm-hmm. You get that. You get a, a taco, soft or hard of your choice. Mm-hmm. Then you get a Doritos taco, yes. delish, and a beverage. Mm-hmm. I ate it all way too quick, <laughs> um, but I was starving. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I had something of a carb hangover afterwards because oh. I've been eating mostly ketogenically for a long time, mm-hmm. except for the past like four days. And Taco Bell yeah, crushed those. That. Must hit hard when you go on the carb binges. <sighs> yeah, it's mostly the uh, the like. All the tortillas. Mm-hmm. It's just it depends how much I eat. Yeah. But that was a friggin' lot. Yeah, it's like a sugar <laughs> overload. Yeah, sh- oh man, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But it was delicious. Yes. And I would suggest that burrito. Sometimes they put out burritos and it's like, this is weird. This mm-hmm. one was pretty good. All right. Yeah. I'm glad. I want Taco Bell now. Uh, well, mm, you can afford it because you got a job. Hooray. <laughs> 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 Other than the keep up. Yes. Yeah. Which is sad. Well, it's not instead of the keep up. Right. That would be sad. Yeah, but now when I'm working, I can't be doing keep up. 
But let me tell you what happens mm-hmm. when you're at your job. You're going to be thinking about all the things you want to do. There's a lot of free time. You're going to culminate ideas for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. and you're going to want to do them. That's I like that. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. I do. I have notes. You should keep your phone on you if you can at mm-hmm. work or have a notepad because mm-hmm. you're going to want to write some stuff down. I like it. And have ideas. Yeah. So uh, we're in food to talk about your job because... I do food prep yeah. at a restaurant in that's going to be opening soon in Londonderry. Londonderry, New Hampshire, folks. Come on down and see our new food prep, Timothy Todd now. Timothy Todd now. Yeah, come see me at Pasquale's. What if your name was Tim Todd? Tim Todd? That'd be a weird name. Yeah, it kind of sounds like... Uh, Tim Tams? I'm not going to say what it sounds like. Oh, Tim Tams. Tim Tams. Why don't we just do a whole food podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting podcast. Or would it? No. no. Well, it'd be short. We'd have to make it short, I think. I don't know, man. We'll just have a podcast every day. We're working on it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, food prep. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because... Throughout my life, I have had jobs, but they're yeah, all right. they're all like side jobs. Like sure. I did during the summer, I do landscaping. Mm-hmm. I you know go to this older couple's house and do a bunch of yard yeah. work and work on the ice cream truck. We own an ice cream truck truck and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is my first like actual job where I had to go like weekly and yeah, it's your first like on the clock. Yeah, regular like, regular mm-hmm. schedule. Yes, exactly. Because um, yeah, you've always had like summer stuff mm-hmm. and. Um, and stuff in between, but this is like, yeah, there's a, you got to clock in, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to clock in and clock out and mm-hmm. make sure you do that. If you don't, you're fired. Not getting paid. <laughs> oh, you're getting paid. You're going to get a regular in paycheck. Debt. Yes. Get paid in death. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I figured out two things while working. One. Why? I, I figured out why adults don't run anymore. Okay. And two. And why they sigh a lot. <laughs> Uh, well, because as a kid, I've always wondered, like, and even <laughs> even before I had my job, I'm like, I the oldest person I've seen run is you. You are the <laughs> oldest person I've ever seen run before. Like, uh, like no one ever, or you mean recreationally, ever. or yeah, like unless you're an athlete or an actor. <laughs> I, anybody I know personally that's over the age of thirty, I guess I've I've never seen run. Well, I haven't hit 30 yet. Maybe that's when I'll be done. <laughs> that's, that's the point. That's the breaking point. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's I, th- I attribute it to working because it depends on your job, of course. Okay, yeah. But, like, uh, so far I've only worked three days because the restaurant's still being open, so I had to do training and stuff. Yeah. Um, but after those three days, I was like, please kill me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just was, on your feet all yeah, day. Just yeah, just on your feet all day. And by the end of the day, you're just like, oh, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's not unbearable. The job's pretty fun. You know, I, I clean dishes and I also prepare uh, meals and stuff, get Sweet. everything ready. So uh, it's a cool job. Um, but it's it's just a lot of work, so mm. it's just funny. Like I understand why people don't <laughs> older people don't run anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're the oldest one I think I've seen. What about you? Do you have you seen like any older um, person? Yeah, I mean, like I've never seen mom run ever. No, she's. I don't think she's much of a runner. I mean, no. Rachel can't stand running. Really? Yeah, and she's a dancer. Like mm-hmm. she's she likes working out and exercising and stuff. She can't stand running. I wonder why. Uh, she said, well, she says as a dancer, she like works out different muscles Mm -hmm. than you use when you run and running, honestly, like, especially for me, because I'm bigger, it like, it's hard on your joints, like real hard. (laughs) 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 So I like to do, I like to do different kinds of cardio, like playing basketball and stuff Mm -hmm. and like staying moving for like a solid half hour. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like running and there are people, I mean, 
I think you go to the gym and stuff. You see people running That's on treadmills. That's what I'm saying. Like, and... but not non-athletic people, I guess. Like, I've never seen anybody just run for anything. Like, oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like you, like when we were playing Pokemon, I saw you run. You ran to go get a Pokemon down the street or something. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was. So I you think... mean just at all? Like you never see anyone like pick up the pace for him? Yeah, minute. never. Like I see jogging, <laughs> but yeah, it's a very rare sight to see running. It's funny because like I. Uh... I used to, at our last last house that we lived in, mm-hmm. we lived with some people. And what I would typically do is wherever I live, I'll pick a route to, to run. Mm-hmm. And my last stretch, whether it's like the last road or, um, you know, like uh, typically the, the last road or last little stretch before I get back, mm-hmm. I will sprint. So like most of the time I'll jog. Um, sometimes I'll walk during it and then I'll sprint at the end. Mm-hmm. And so I did it and like, I guess they saw me run by the window, which first of all just feels like really funny. Um, but <laughs> after, like, like, yeah. So <laughs> afterwards, I walked in and they were like, they just made some comments, and I'm like completely out of breath. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> and they're like, oh, nothing. Flash. Like, I just saw you. <laughs> like, and I guess they were surprised that like to see me run. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and granted, I'm like a bigger dude, so I get that. But. It's just a funny thing. Like yeah. people are like, "Oh, you run." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I have legs." Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> why not run? I, I personally like running. I like mm. picking up speed and like, I don't know, running's just I, a natural thing. I love me. about running outside. If you can find like a good route or a good area to do it, is just mm-hmm. like the just being outside and just like I don't know something really awesome yeah. about it. The only thing I fear is like messing up my knees and stuff like that. Why you think running could do that? Totally, it can. I mean, if you're if I if you're um like. Like if you fall, is that what you're saying? No, or just like, like like the the impact on your joints when you're like, oh. you know what I mean? Especially if you're smaller, if you're like more lean, mm-hmm. that's different. But I have a lot of weight on me. So when my, especially if I'm running like downhill or something, when my foot like hits the ground, there's mm-hmm. all this weight and pressure being pushed onto my joints. Mm-hmm. So for me, something like an elliptical or like jogging in a certain area would be better. Mm-hmm. But I really like running. Um, so I have to like... I have to, like, lose weight to properly run. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's better when you're heavier, though, because then your your legs are getting a better workout because they have yeah, to be more Yeah, I also weight. have, like, freakishly large thighs, so, like, I think they can take it, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's freakishly large I thighs. I do. It's been, like, th- we talked about it in my football. Um, oh, yes. I forget yeah. if I specifically talked about... I don't. Uh, my thighs at that point. You were just talking about you were a bigger kid, yeah. I think. It feels weird to say my thighs a bunch of times. But yeah, because they, they tape your pads on in, in football. Oh, yes, you did talk about like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, man, these are crazy. I'm like, oh, they're just my legs. <laughs> oh, crap. Anyways. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, being on your feet all day at work mm-hmm. is uh, it's good. It's good for you. It is. I do like to sleep after working a full day. Dude, a well-earned like rest. Mm-hmm. I just swear to you it is like the best thing it's ever so good it's just to like come home and be like i put in mine i'm gonna sit down mm-hmm. do what i want just whatever. the laying down once you lay down you're just like this is it <sighs> this is why i work yeah. not for the money not for anything else now <laughs> yeah for the, to earn the rest <laughs> for the feeling uh what is the sighing though what are you talking about people don't sigh uh because i dread going <laughs> <laughs> already so, you work three days <laughs> i know but it's it happens in the middle of the... Because I'm used to just having my whole days open to right. do what I want to do, so... So all of a sudden, there's this thing encroaching on your right, free day. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sitting there, like, all day, like, 
ah, checking my watch or like my phone every five yeah, seconds. Yeah. Like, when is it? Because it, I, I left for work at three. I started work at four and then I got out of 10. So pretty much I my day started when I woke up, which was probably 10. Like, mm-hmm. So it was 10 to three and three three to 10 basically. Yeah. Uh, and then my day was over. Like it was, so basically the only free time I had was my morning and it, it just makes me realize, and a, a lot of people do it all the time, but they only mm. have like two or three hours to do what they want to do and yeah. then they work, then they go to bed, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of like the realization. This is, if you have, if you don't have your own business and stuff, this is how life goes for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it totally depends on the job and stuff like right. that. But like, like my stuff varies right now, but this morning, I had to get up at 4 a.m. because mm-hmm. I had to do an inventory up in Maine. So, and I stayed up way too late because, like, because if my days are packed, mm-hmm. at night is like when I kick it. And do, right, right. Like, do whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I try to find time in the days, but it does get hard. I mean, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's fine. You'll be it's fine. fine. Yeah. I, I'm already like, the more I went to the job in those three days, like, the first day it was nerve wracking because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So, I got taught. And then the morning for the second day, I was like, oh, I had to go back to work already. Like, I just, you that's, know. Yeah, that's one thing for sure that's like, oh, geez, I got to do it again like, right. right now. And But you'll get used to that. Yeah, when I got there, I was fine. Time went fast. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. It was totally fine. But then the next day, the third day, I was like, oh, I have to go to work again. Mm-hmm. But once again, I was there. It's fine. So working isn't bad. I don't mind doing it, and I, I know I can do it. But I think it's waiting to go to work is what that I don't like. That anticipation that's yeah. coming. Which maybe you are more of like a daytime guy because mm-hmm. I I have a couple I have one friend in particular who loves sleeping until like one mm-hmm. and he only works like four thirty till mi- uh yeah four thirty to midnight usually mm-hmm. um and he loves that mm-hmm. that would drive me crazy to do every day because I like doing stuff like hangout stuff at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. and. Because if you go to work in the morning, then you're done by the afternoon. It's like then you're looking forward to your day. You're mm-hmm. waking up right now and then looking forward to the end of your day, right. which is when work starts, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I do like the sleeping in. I like sure. I, but the restaurant that I work at opens at eleven, so I could do mornings fine. Yeah. I, I think I won't sleep in super late till one, like you're saying, yeah. like your friend. Um, no, I, I'd wake up probably probably earlier. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's it. I well, just... congrats on the new job. Thank you. We will uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Everyone can visit Tim at Pasquale's in Lenadary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would e- they'll probably never even see me. I'll be in the back prepping food. but Crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. And I'm also very excited about the prospect of saving up for Japan. That's super cool. Now that yeah, now that I have the income coming in, it's yeah. like 200 bucks a month or whatever I make. I still have no idea what I'm making, but... Um, not, yeah, I don't know, but I'm thinking depending on what I get made, ma- what I, hold on, let me restart that. <laughs> depending on what I make, I'm going to start putting money away for Japan. That's awesome. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's good, man. I'm happy mm-hmm. for you. It's going to be sweet. Thank you. Um, Thank have you. you, have you made any new friends there? The new pin going to be working with some people? I mean, they're people. Think you'll talk. No. Some jobs, there's like lots of opportunity to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Others, you like, you're busy and there's no. That's the thing. There is, depending on if it's a crazy night at the restaurant, there is downtime. Um, and, you know, I talk to everybody there. There's some nice people I just haven't had a chance to actually talk for a yeah. long time. There's haze, highs. You know, how are you? All that the haze stuff. And highs. The haze and highs. It'll be good, man. You're yeah. going to, you, you'll make, you make, you make new acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll become friends. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn some skills. Yep. Going to make some dollars. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. It's all good. Then you can come home and edit. Yay.
Um, speaking of which, this is going to be a long one. Yep. So <laughs> I think we're wrapping it up. Yep. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for joining us yes. on the vodcast and podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Find us on YouTube where mm-hmm. we'll be making beautiful videos every Saturday. Such beautiful. And Tuesday. We have Let's Plays on Tuesday. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Yep. You're not wrong. I'm right. 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 Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And will we maybe have like announcements next week? I hope so. Oh, God. I want to do so bad. <laughs> Every week, it's another teaser for so announcements. Bad. I know. I won't stop until we can mm-hmm. announce things. I'm so we, excited. Yeah, we should. Today, we should have everything today? we Today? We should. Ah! <laughs> Not in this podcast, but after the podcast. That just hurt my neck. Yeah, it looked painful. All right. Um, also, if you haven't found us on iTunes yet, please do that. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. And if you could, leave us a review and a rating. Um, oh, iTunes and SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. I don't yeah. think you can do reviews on SoundCloud. But uh, you can leave comments. Hey. Do it. We'll talk to you. Love and, comments. And thank you for those of you who have been leaving them on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's super dope. Thumbs up. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys next week. Okay? All right. We love you. May the feet of tomorrow guide you today. Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> Guitar, guitar, the song of my youth. Han Solo.